welcome to Garbage Film. We're the podcast where we link uh, trashy movies and arty films, and we like to say that they're not too different. You can have fun watching both. I continue to be one of your hosts, Nick, and with me is another of your hosts, Aaron. Hi, Hi. Aaron. Hi. Hi. I jumped it. Oh, that's okay. I'm the host that interrupts. <laughs> we, there's always one. There's always one. Yeah, it's your turn this week after we've done a dozen oh, weeks of you. me being the interrupting one. <laughs> Oh boy, the tables yeah. are turning. Yeah. Hi Nick, how are you? Oh, you know, just just surviving the the Ontario humidity. Just oh. feel like my brain is oozing out of my skull, but it's all good. Yeah, if you hear us wheezing a lot more <laughs> than normal, that's why. That's it's why. Because we can see the air. Yep, we live in soup. Soup, soup, soup. <laughs> just not as fun as you would no. think it is. Does not is not delicious. No. We are not living deliciously. Oh. <laughs> God, that's a real misdirect. Be, oh, if yeah, only. If we were doing the bitch this week, that'd be a perfect, but we're not. We're not doing the bitch this okay, week. Okay, look forward to when we do the bitch and we do this exact <laughs> intro word for word. Yeah, we'll make a transcription of this. Yeah, to, exactly. Yeah, Recreated very painstakingly and just awkwardly <laughs> stilted. No, this week we are not doing the bitch. We are doing another movie that is very good. That's my segue. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> But you're on notice. <laughs> but watch yourself, counselor. Exactly. We are doing this week is Attack the Block. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. What is that, cuz? That's an alien, bruv. Believe it. When I landed in the wrong place, though, you get the wrong place. <laughs> From 2011. Attack the Block rules. So uh, I'm going to get more formal about doing these in episodes, but if you haven't seen Attack the Block, go watch it now instead of listening to us talk about watch it. Watch it this instant. Yeah, because I mean, I don't want to spoil stuff for people. And major spoilers, as always, will follow. Yes. Uh, first spoiler is up. Uh, it was directed and written by Joe Cornish. <laughs> okay, I don't think. <laughs> mm. I'm becoming a Scott Ackerman comedy bang bang character that, oh, even, even if <laughs> I know the title, a... it's a spoiler. The title if I have to learn anything, it's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just at work constantly screaming, ah, oh, spoilers! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, this is Joe Cornish's directorial debut. Which is bananas. Yeah. It's uh, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, written a good amount. He's, he's one of the buddies of, like, if you don't know already, Edgar Wright and, um, like, Simon Pegg, all that group. He, he helps out with all them, so this is his first go Pitches on his own. In. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the team. Oh, nice. Uh, we got Jody Whittaker, John Boyega, Nick Frost, Alex. Alex, I always call it email, but Esmail in there, and uh, the rest of the block. And the rest. Uh, this is John Boyega's first movie, too, so this is a real, like... Yeah, this is a real before-they-were-famous mm-hmm. vibe, like Jodie Whittaker went on to do Broadchurch, and then she, of course, went on to be the doctor, yeah. and it, it is really just like, oh, everyone's so baby-faced yeah. in this. Yeah, they're really acting their hearts out. They don't yeah. have, like, this is their big gig that they got right now. Yeah, it's they great. got nothing to, yeah, John Boyega, of course, like, you watch this, and they're like, oh, yeah, that guy's a movie star now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, easily. Yeah. Obviously. That's, in preparing research for this, I was looking at like oh reviews of the time and I couldn't I honestly couldn't find anything interesting other than everyone's like this John Boyega kid rules. <laughs> they all sounded like they were coming straight from the water cooler. Like, yeah, yeah. You seen this John Boyega character? <laughs> Get me his agent's number now, which basically is how he got Star Wars. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, he, he got Star Wars off this movie. Amazing. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah, he deserves it. He's a friggin' movie star. He was born to be a movie star. Truth. I want to throw in the tagline for this movie because I think it's, <laughs> it's so very good. cute. Inner city versus outer space. <laughs> that's mostly why we're, not the tagline specifically, but that's mostly why we're treating this one as a trash movie. It's so good, but it yeah. is very pulpy. Oh, yeah. And that's like, it's supposed to be 
Joe Cornish wanted to make a genre movie. Like, he wanted to make yeah. a sci-fi genre Like a creature thing. feature, yeah. Oh, yeah. spoilers. Oh. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it already. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. In very short, the movie follows a gang of block kids as they're defending the block from an alien invasion. But let's talk about the, the way that this plot goes, specifically. Let's do it. This takes place on Guy Fox Night, which... Oh. Yeah. Are okay. you putting together now why there's yeah, fireworks I mean, over here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> England is a very old country. It has a lot of history. I was just yep. like, yeah, it's just a night for, I don't know. A night for fireworks. Celebrating when this person was beheaded in the 14th <laughs> century. I, I just assumed. Anyway. Not that far off. But anyway, yeah. Guy Fox <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. Lots of fireworks going on. Uh, trainee nurse Samantha Adams, that's Jodie Whittaker, is mugged by a gang of teenage hoodlums. Uh, which I enjoy their names. There's a really cool <laughs> shot right off the opening where you see their their tags. Their just... tags on a, on a like brick wall as she's walking past it. Yeah, we got Pest, Dennis, Jerome, Biggs, and Moses. Which is like... Dennis! <laughs> it yeah. really cracks me up. Uh, and later on we have the kids Props and Mayhem. Yeah. These little kids, so cute. Love it. It's great. <laughs> One of their names is actually like Bartholomew or something. Reginald. It's Reginald. Reginald. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm Mayhem! <laughs> Uh, when a meteorite falls from the sky mid-mugging, uh, it hits a new, nearby car, and Samantha escapes where Moses is attacked by the small creature that jumps out of the meteorite. Yeah. And we're into the movie! Uh, the gang chase and kill the creature, and they want to gain, like, fame and fortune, because they think, like, oh, we discovered a new species or Holy an alien. Holy crap, it's yeah. an alien, yeah. You can sell it to, like, daytime TV or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they take the dead animal to their acquaintance weed dealer, Ron, that's Nick Frost, and his boss, Hi-Hats, who kind of, like, runs the uh, unseemly aspects of the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, more objects start falling from the sky, and eager to fight the creatures, the gang arm themselves and go to the nearest crash site. Uh, and here's where we lose the first member of the gang, Pogo. Yeah, Pogo the dog. <laughs> so brave. The the very funny thing is that these are ob- obviously all teenagers when they mm. arm themselves and like are heading out to, to fight these new arrivals from the sky. They have chores to do. Like one of them is like oh, yeah. going into their home and like rat- rattling around in the kitchen for knives and his mom's like, take out the trash while you go. And so one of them, I think it's Dennis, is it Dennis? Has to Dennis, walk yeah. the dog, Pogo. Yeah, so he yeah, has to right. take the pet dog on this like mission to <laughs> kill the space alien. In his little scooter with the like <laughs> delivery crate in the back. Yeah, it's like a pizza delivery bike. Yeah. <laughs> Pogo riding in the back. Anyway, R.I.P. Pogo. Pogo. <laughs> <laughs> too brave for this world mm-hmm. uh, through pogo's death they discover that these aliens are way larger and much more threatening like the first alien you see is like cat-sized maybe a little bigger yeah like a 14 year old could beat the shit out of it yeah and this is like no this is a bear yeah this is a gorilla wolf motherfucker <laughs> yes it is yeah. thank you for being the first one to drop that yeah you're welcome um fleeing the aliens the gang get intercepted by two policemen who are accompanying samantha uh and moses is arrested which is a uh, bad timing <laughs> to say the least, yes. The aliens attack and kill the cops, and the gang and Samantha, kind of in tow, steal the van and escape, only to crash into Hi-Hats' car. Samantha runs away while the rest of Moses' gang catch up and confront Hi-Hats and his henchmen. They're... It's, it's a bad... They're chased by aliens, got a, their block gangster father figure mad at them. Everyone is mad at them, yeah. yeah. Uh, the gang try to flee hi-hats and the aliens by running home, which is Wyndham Tower, which we've gotten some nice Tower, yes. foreboding shots of already. Biggs is forced to hide in a trash can. 
uh, and Pest is bitten in the leg, so we're taking some taking some casualties. Uh, they find that Samantha lives in the building, and they persuade her to treat Pest's leg because they learn that she is a nurse. Uh, and after another quick alien attack, Samantha joins the group because she is terrified. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same numbers. And I, I really appreciate the way that the movie does this of like, it feels, you can feel the, the plot threads being like, and then they're friends. And she's just like, no, you motherfuckers suck. You mug me. I hate you. Yeah. She's uh, very mad at the most yeah. of the movie and she just wants to like make it out in one piece. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, the gang moves upstairs to the flat owned by Tia, Dimples, Diana, and Gloria, who are like teen friends, and all the gang are like trying to get Girl gang. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go there because they have a security gate on the, right. the door, and they're like, ah, oh, that'll, that'll save us from gorillas, basically space gorillas. <laughs> space gorillas. Uh, but th- this is where we learn that the aliens are very good climbers, and they climb the building and attack. From the outside. From the outside. In. And uh, Dennis gets decapitated, and it's brutal. Pretty brutes. Another one of the gang, or, uh, yeah, I'm counting Pogo as one of the gang. So Aww, one of the gang he deserves it, yeah. Uh, as they're fleeing, Hi-Hats and his two henchmen attack the gang, but uh, an alien arrives and chases Hi-Hats and the henchmen into a lift. Only Hi-Hats makes it out alive. It's a very gory, fun mm-hmm. time. Cool. Yeah. Entering Ron's flat, the gang finds Hi-Hats waiting for them there. He, he prepares to shoot Moses, but then he's attacked and killed by the aliens broken the window. It's all very poetic and such. Mm-hmm. But the group flees up to the weed room where they're joined by Bruce, who I haven't really talked about much yet, but he's just kind of the hapless, this hapless, like, older guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's just there to pick up weed and kind of gets his night ruined. By <laughs> older guy, you mean, like, 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's older around than 20 them. and yeah. they're around 50. <laughs> But he's one of Ron's, like, big customers, and he's a zoology student. Uh, And in the weed room, this is where the zoology student steps up and notices that there's a luminescent stain on Moses' jacket under the ultraviolet light. So we've got our real, like, it's almost deus ex machina-ish, but it it does, like, as you... We're finding a clue. Yeah, when you watch the movie again, you're like, oh yeah, no, this all lines up real nice. Yeah. Uh, Bruce theorizes that the aliens are like spores drifting through space on solar winds. He's very high. Yeah, uh, right <laughs> until they chance upon a habitable planet, and after landing in an area with enough food, the female lets off a strong pheromone to attract the male creatures so they can mate and propagate the species, uh, but otherwise they're 100% blind, and uh, so Moses is just coated in pheromone, mm-hmm. and everybody else has- killed it. Yeah, everybody else has, like, trace elements of it, and that's why they're like, oh, that's why they killed the police, because- uh, they, the police were roughing up Moses, yeah. and they got it all over them. Moses then uh, kind of has this is his like hero moment. He he persuades the rest of the gang to return Samantha's stolen. At this point, they have just a ring of hers, but he says like, "We'll give it all back to you. We shouldn't have done that." Right. Uh, and they Squaring form up. Yeah, because she's like, "This is it's kind of like we're sorry, and also you're kind of one of the gang now." <laughs> yeah, we didn't know you lived here. You're yeah. you're part of the block. Yeah. And then she yells at them like, "That's a very stupid oh, rule." Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have, like, a real solid slow-mo hero run as, yeah. like, Moses leads them off, mm-hmm. leads off all the aliens, and, and uh, blows them on up. Yep. It's good. Yeah. We have a real tragic, like, leading into that, Samantha's, like, going through Moses' apartment, and we learn, like, the only shreds of anything that we learn really about Moses of, like, oh, he doesn't, he basically lives on his own. He's, like, just turned 15. Yeah. yeah. He, his, the flat is his uncle's, but his uncle is not like doesn't live there with him usually yeah and yeah. it's like it the place is 
a mess and not a movie mess where like there's a single t-shirt on the floor yeah. and you're like oh wow it's like there's sleeping bags and half-eaten pizza smeared on the floor yeah yeah, yeah. like garbage has been piling up for weeks and- yep 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 uh, so yeah, uh, Moses saves the day, and in the aftermath, Moses, Past, Brewis, and Ron are arrested and held responsible for the deaths around the block, because uh, I guess they vaporized the aliens. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and there's a big moment of uh, the police asking Samantha to identify Moses and his friends as the like the assailants, and like they robbed you, they must have killed everybody here. They're still on this like, are these the ones that robbed you, ma'am? <laughs> yeah, and they're including in there like, oh, and they savaged these two police officers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, instead, Samantha corrects them by saying that uh, all of the boys are her neighbors and they protected her when this yeah. craziness was happening. Uh, and in the back of the police van, Moses and Pest hear the residents cheering for them. And it's just like the sweetest moment. It's the only smile on John Boyega's face the whole movie. He gets just like a little little grin. Yeah. And Hearing his name get chanted by the entire block. Yeah. Uh, it's so nice. I like that. <laughs> we like this movie. We like it very much. Yes. It, it, it This is like... I think it's called a cult movie now sure. for like it's big in certain circles. I think it's big enough at this point that like it's not it's not a cult movie. It's too it's too large. It's, yeah, it's too it's, large of a it's blueprint. Findable but, enough. But, it's John Boyega's like first thing. It's yeah. got famous people in it. Um, certainly, I think it's it's famous in England. I don't know if that's fair to say. The yeah. UK, it's you know. I I also I don't know if it's fair to say. I think it's not unfair to say. Oh, well, thank you so much and that's, <laughs> for being the arbiter of fairness. That's the most no comment comment I'm gonna make. <laughs> yes, it is. No, I think it's you know if if it's if it's something that has been kind of floating around your periphery as like oh yeah I heard John Boyega was was in a movie like mm. before. Definitely pick it up. It's oh, just it's like so a good. real fun like action sci fi. Less on the sci-fi and more just, like, a creature feature where they yeah. happen to be from space. Yeah, like, you could easily... The space is the, the mechanism of delivery. It could just yeah. be, you know... It's a zombie movie, but it's also just yeah. an escaped animal movie. But it's... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you could you could just say a zoo... A bunch of gorillas got loose from the zoo. And it yeah. would be roughly the same plot. Yes, yeah. But, but it does do the sci-fi thing of, like... The monsters are just a metaphor. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. that, which is always a favorite of mine. It's yes. so basic, but it gets me every time. Thank you, sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were, were there any other, like, moments from the movie you wanted to highlight that I that I may have, like, jumped over? Or? I, I just really, I really love the, it's not a long movie. It's, like, 80 minutes or something. And yeah, and I looked at Joe Corner specifically. was like, I, I went into this movie knowing I couldn't make it any longer than 90 minutes or it wouldn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> just yeah. like, that's smart. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yes. Um, I really love the montage of the kids, like, realizing, oh, we killed one of them. Yeah. I see more coming down outside. Like, they're back in the block and they're looking out and like, whoa, there's more. Like, we're going to go defend the block. Like, Ooh. they have no idea that it's the males coming down now. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're all sprinting to each of their individual apartments and like, one of them has has like he, just the teenager thing of he's got like three swords on the wall. One of them is you <laughs> well, know you the teenager were busy thing. Busy online. I was yeah. studying the blade. He he clearly studies the blade, and there's like a short. I know these have names like a short sword and then a medium and a long. And he goes for the medium at first, and then he kind of you just wait a second, and he comes back into frame and like replaces it with the long one. And and yeah, one of the kids having to be like, ah, oh, no, I'm just going out for a short walk. No, I don't want to take the garbage out. Oh, fine. 
I'll do. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, Dennis gets pogo, but the Biggs is <laughs> like, I'll be back in five minutes and I'll do it then. Yeah, He's like, okay, right. five minutes. I'm like, yeah, five minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah, it's, it's really great. You oh, just yeah. get this, like, little snapshot of all of their lives where they have, like, you know, mums or grandmas or yeah. dads or whatever being like, where were you? are out so late. <laughs> and they're really trying to, like, front and be cool. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I'll do it later, mom. I love that a lot, especially this time we watched it. We watched it in preparation, of course. Uh, you say, of course, like we prepare anything uh, for the show. Yeah, we wanted to watch Attack the Block. <laughs> we felt like it, uh, yeah. Where I, like, it, it moves fast enough off the off the go that I, I definitely didn't pick this up the first time I watched it. But, like, yeah, we have everybody going and you see all of their homes. But when you get yeah. to Moses' place, he, like, gets to his door, looks around to make sure nobody can see him goes in and you don't oh. see anything. It just zo- like a slow zoom out right. on his door. Sure, very foreboding. Sure. Oh yeah, you see the number on yeah. the yeah. Yeah, it's like this shameful like secret of his. Yeah. yeah. Which classic like I don't know a lot about psychology, but I know that that will cause a team to lash out that I mean, this setup like the shame and yeah, guilt very ashamed. And, and, yeah. Yeah, I shit. so I just I just really enjoy that whole little montage and yeah. It's great. Like, everybody, like, and this is, like, this movie is so on its sleeve of, like, 100% text, bare, tiny bit of subjects. Barely subtext. But the characters are all so, like, 100% fleshed out and real to me. Like, nobody gets skipped over as, like, oh, you're just a plot device. Like, everybody feels fully inhabited in this world and everything. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. It is really good. It's, It's just a real, like, it's, it would be a hard line to walk, right? Where, yeah, you're main group of kids the opening is them robbing a woman at knife point like it's not cool or good like it she's terrified and she spends the next 20 minutes like shaking and crying and like mad so mad at them they're really mean and moses like pushes her to the ground when he thinks she's gonna try something and Mm. like it really is just the meteor crashing into a car that lets her get away really without you know and later but, on, they get into, like, oh, we were scared, too, but, like... Yeah, the knife is to get it over with quickly so that we don't have to do anything crazy. It's yeah. Like, the knife is there to scare you only. And just, but it's it's this very fine line of, like, yeah, they, they don't get redeemed for mugging her. That's no. never on the table. But it, it's just, like, oh, and here's why. You know, it's, yeah. it's literally just, like, okay, and here's the reason. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. Yeah, and it, there's, I like that you're saying there's no redemption for it, because there absolutely is not. Like, no. they, they try to apologize, but it feels much more it's taking responsibility for than yes. redemption. Yes, like, actual atoning, instead yeah. of, like, forget I did this, or it's okay that I did this. They're like, I, I fucked up, and I will... I will make it right. Like, yeah. I, or I will work to do better. And they do. And it's clear enough to Samantha that she tries to defend them in the end instead of, like, yeah. she could have easily, she is still mad enough in the last couple scenes that we see her in yeah. that, like, she she probably, if not for going through Moses' apartment, I think she probably would have been like, yeah, they need to go to jail. Like, they mugged me. Possibly. They did a good thing, but, like, get them out of here. Like Yeah, it would teach be, them a lesson for that, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. It, it wouldn't be uh, an unequivocal, like, yeah, they saved me. It'd be like, they mugged me, but they did step up to do this thing. Like, it'd be yeah. that kind of qualified thing, but, like, yeah, seeing thing. the responsibility being taken makes her kind of also step forward to be like, you know what, I'm going to... Cut, yeah. them a, cut them some slack on this thing. Yeah, we're yeah. all going to grow together as people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Personal question for you. Yes. Uh, and I should know the answer to this. <laughs> okay. Have you been mugged before? Mm. Um, no. No? Okay. I feel like I would definitely remember. Yeah, no, no. I think it sticks out. Yeah. 
Never been mugged. Have you? Oh, you've definitely you've, been mugged. I've been mugged yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. times. That's yeah, true. yeah. So like, yeah, her her reaction is very normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone knifed you, didn't they? Yeah. Is this too too personal for uh, the whatever. podcast? It's fine. I tell <laughs> like I am very handy with the information of anybody else. Like, no, I got stabbed in the ribs once by a mugger. That's right. Like, yeah. And they then have, they caught him, like, around the corner or something. Like, yeah, it wasn't even worth stabbing you. The thing with being on crack is you don't make good decisions. So they ran around the corner like, Hard they'll to. never find us here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I've had it that and, like, just street altercations before that, like, have the same flavor as of this. And, yeah, mm. it is, like, you get adrenaline. You get really, like, obviously you get adrenaline. But you get that the, the shakes are a big part of it. Like, as the adrenaline leaves sure. you, like, yeah. an hour or two later it really becomes, like, hard to cope with what's happening around you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, just curious if, if you felt like that was a... I think it's a perfect uh, representation of, like, that Jodie Whittaker's doing on screen of, of yeah. uh, a person who's mugged acting. Someone who, yeah, <laughs> acting. Movie and man. it's hard, too, because the they then come home to what she sees as her home. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, they live here, too. Like, I'm now not safe in my home is, yeah. you know, kind of her initial reaction. Like, she really tries to lock them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandishes a guitar at them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, that's rough. She, she has had a, yeah. I think it is just because <laughs> the aliens are so much worse. <laughs> and she's like, okay, fine, fair enough. <laughs> you know, let's, let's move on. Speaking of moving yeah. on. You don't actually have to do a segue. It's that time. or I say it in my head and then there's just silence. <laughs> it's just a pause. Okay, fair enough. Let's let's do that first. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the, the like, Joe Cornish's, like, coming up with all this stuff. Oh, sure, stuff. yeah. Uh, he himself got mugged in real life uh, uh, by okay. a gang of about this age. Oh. Uh, at, like, knife point and everything. Um so he, that was what made him want to write a movie vaguely with this idea. Okay. Combination of, uh, if you've seen Hot Fuzz, you know that this is a thing that comes up to, like, a lot of like, oh, damn them hoodies, those damn hoodie games. Right. Uh, Joe Corner is like, oh, yeah, when they were mugging me, like, their hands were shaking and voices were trembling. Like, they were scared out of their minds. Oh, God. That, like, he's like, okay, this is, there's more here than just dang hoodies yeah. so he wanted to Very write a, evil yeah he wanted to write a movie that would show the hoodie in its natural environment uh <laughs> but but to show like you know j- this like small snapshot that you see is a result of yes 80 minutes it didn't just happen for for shits and giggles yeah, yeah. so he yeah he after he got mugged he started researching similar uh things just to get a feel of like oh why what does lead inner city kids to do that yeah um yeah, so yeah, he kind of he wrote it to counter the trend of what he calls hoodie horror, which is <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. He thinks that uh, urban youths are uh, demonized by a lot of society when like yeah, there's really no reason for it, which is one of those like it's a hot take for some reason. Is <laughs> for some reason that makes people furious yeah. to think about. Yeah. So I um, mean it's it's very yeah, it's so easy to be like they're just plain evil. There's no helping them and there's like a very simple solution oh, which yeah. is just like don't make it unbearable for them to be at home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Make their lives somewhat better. Yeah. Talk to them like a human being would. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And like obviously it's not that easy, but it is also kind of that easy. It's a little bit that easy. Like <laughs> hot take of the day. Yeah. Anyway. Um 
So one of the things he had at the very outset for this movie was, okay, I'm going to have kids involved in the creative process of this because oh, wow. I can't just be a 30-year-old... <laughs> Fellow youths? Yeah. How do I, you do? He did grow up in where it's all shot. He, like, oh, has lived so in that funny. area for, like, decades. Uh, okay. So, like, he... He knows the neighborhood. He knows what it's like. So yeah. he would interview kids and auditioned so many kids. The, the I'm really glad to say that you like the montage of them getting their weapons and stuff because yeah. uh, he interviewed kids specifically going to like different community groups and youth groups around town like at community centers and stuff to be like hey if uh, if an alien attacked your building what would you <laughs> what would you grab and so all the things in here are just like those are all answers that and were given it's great because there's one of them with like a bread knife and one of yeah. them obviously just has like a baseball bat or whatever one has a machete for some fucking yeah. reason one is a chain yeah right yeah oh that's so <laughs> Why didn't anyone ever ask me? I feel like most of my teenage years were spent, like, concocting elaborate oh, yeah. situations in my head. Like, you know, if, like, a monster came in here right now, I bet I could, you know. <laughs> no one ever came to me for my thoughts. We get it. You were a very tough kid. I was... <laughs> I was very tough. <laughs> I can help. So that was, like, the biggest pool of people he, he went to just, like, get those answers. And cool. All of the, um, I'll get into this a little bit later, I think, if I took my notes properly. But all, all the, like, language that he uses from this, a lot of the slang. Sure. Like, I, you know, I watch this movie like, ah, that's British slang. Like, no, they made that all up for the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, like, well. it's just based on the kids he talked to. He's like, oh, that sounds like a thing. I'll, like, okay. I'll cut out a bunch of words that it sounds like a short form. Uh, I think, like, allow it is a big one that, like... I love allow it. Yeah, yeah allow it's great. I love that. Um, but, it like, people were using... Uh, kids were using it in, like, full sentences to be like, oh, yeah, when he comes down, I'll say, like, oh, yeah, allow it so that they can come in and do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all these big explanations. Like, no, let's just have it be the seed of... Yeah. ...of the slang. Oh, so that's funny. when this movie came to this to the States and international, people all, all like, oh, are people going to understand the slang? And he's like, people in London don't understand the slang. <laughs> It's not real. It's not you understand the that, point right? of the movie. It's just communication. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. That's what slang is. You're not supposed to fucking understand. <laughs> yeah, kids make up their own slang to talk to each other. Like, it's just yeah. inside jokes boiled down to language. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. That's really funny. I love that. And the casting, uh, they saw 1,500 kids, Oof. and most of them they auditioned numerous times. The kids that got it, they, Joe Conner said they had, like, 15 callbacks or something like that. Oh, God damn. Yeah, because what he wanted was to build rapport for all of them. So <laughs> okay, like, well, hire them and then send them to camp or something. Virtually all, everything they're saying is stuff that they improvised. Like, it's, they have mm. their outline and what they have to stick to, but, like... It definitely feels like that, yeah. And they came up with virtually, like... Beyond a few things that Cornish wanted in there, they came up with all the slang on their own. Like that's so it is super organic how it how it got created. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah, I love that. There's a little thing here that I like that he was super explicit of like what, after the movie came out, a lot of people were like, "Well, there's like clearly guns around. Like guns are not." Mm easy to get in the UK. Hi-hats like, carries hi-hats one, carries and it. that's why he's terrifying. Yeah, and, and they're saying, like, surely the kids would have opportunity to get a gun. Then he's replied with, like, no, but then you would see them as bad guys. <laughs> Hi-Hats is the antagonist, so he's the only one who is allowed to carry a gun. Sure. That, like, this is the symbol of, like, bad inner city crime is the guy carrying the gun. Yeah. So, like... I like that too as like, yeah, they're, they're out there mugging people. They don't have any power. Yeah. They don't have a gun to, like, solve their problems for them. They, yeah. are, they are completely powerless. It's just, can you 
do you have a knife? That- <laughs> yeah, do you have the chain that was under your bathroom sink? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I'm still confused about the chain, but I... Yeah, that's... Oh, anyway. I like that one for like when he grabs it and then it cuts to like the the guy with the sword. It was yeah. Like, yeah, I want to use a better armament going on here. One of you was prepared. <laughs> uh, okay, but, cool. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the um, monster design, so let's continue to talk about the monster I design. I love the monster design. This is such a creature feature movie for oh, yeah. me because so much like effort and, you know. It's so thought cool. went into it. It's so fucking cool. Like, they look creepy. I still don't know what they look like. You know what yeah. I mean? By de- that's by design. The the yeah. f- the you know vanta black fur that you can't. This is the males. The the female is just like basically a mole rat. Yeah, just a mole rat with you know longer arms. But <laughs> the the males are shaggy and yeah, like they're spiky just fur. Yeah, yeah, they're like big potatoes with. Four limbs. I'm not sure where their hips are, like yeah. where their hinges are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't exactly get where the arms connect to the body and how they move is so weird. Yeah, and I And the love skin it. falls in such a weird way. It's so cool. Like, you, it's not a terrestrial thing to look at. No, it, but it's like, it defies the, like, usually in a monster movie like this, you do the thing of, uh, we'll hide the monster for, like, a big reveal or something like sure. that. Sure. And, like... The monsters are, the aliens are, like, full in camera constantly. Yeah, full lighting. Yeah. Like, there is a slow motion chase with them (laughs) chasing John Boyega down the hall, and you still don't really get what they are. I love it. It's It's, so... They're very alien. So cool. Yeah. And when they die, that they're, like, teeth power down. Yeah. (laughs) The, one of the absolute, I, I'm not too good for this shot that they have where... The first male that they encounter, they, like, run out into the field at night and, like, yeah, we're gonna get it. And Pogo goes off and, like, tries to fight the male. And then you just hear, like, yip, yip, yip. And then that's it for Pogo. Poor Pogo. And then the male starts coming up over the ridge. And it's, like, backlit by the meteor fire or whatever, Mm. right? And it's just this shaggy, hulking black shape. And they're, like, what the fuck? That doesn't look like the one we saw before. And then the two glowing like blue spots come up and like oh my god it's looking right at us i think it's moses that was like nope those aren't its eyes and then you see the whole the teeth just sort of grow out of those two blue spots and it turns out those are its teeth it has no eyes it has no nothing you can see just these glowing fangs they're so good it's so good i love it very effective i'm not too good for that shot that's always super cool when it's pulled off well like this i will always love it Mm -hmm. so good um, so here's just some of the notes from uh, Mr. Cornish himself. Yeah. Uh, he wanted practical for two reasons. He wanted it to feel very visceral, like, sure. obviously. Yeah. And also, they didn't have the budget for CG. <laughs> uh, That's uh, always my favorite. Yeah. It's like someone loves practical effects and has no money in yeah. the bank. <laughs> Which, I, whenever this Let's comes up, it. I'm always like, you probably would have done CG if you had the budget. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Some people yeah. are very, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's listed when people asked him for like what are the influences for like the movie in general but also the monsters I think he said that there are 50 movies that he considers like influential to this movie oh my god and okay. like 35 that are like and this is where the monsters come from oh so like it's what like, oh you see I should have taken note on oh, that we'll see yeah <laughs> there are too many I didn't want to make yeah, such a that's big fair. list that's fair. but it's there's a Every single one is super obvious like it's like aliens and alien I and mean the, the alien teeth <laughs> 
there's at least four in that lineup that we can cross uh, off the list. Yeah, they're very, like, the teeth are very, it has no eyes, but it's mostly teeth frontal. Yeah. It's very yeah. capital A alien. But it's, I, I skipped over that because I liked the way that he conceptualized it. The major thing that he wanted was that the design should be simple enough that a child could draw it. Oh, that, nice. Like, yeah. A it child looks like look a it. crayon drawing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, like, you could just yep. draw the outline real fast and, like, yeah, there's, like, next to no features, so it's very easy. <laughs> no eyes to speak of. They've just got kind of these weird hulking gorilla arms, and it's just fur covering yeah. it. Just a pelt. Like, they went through it's drafts funny. where Cornish was just like, no, it's too detailed. Cut down on the detail. Less detail, less detail. Nice. Um, well, they're very, like, amoeba-ish, right? If, if Bruce is... Uh, theory is correct. They're just out there to like latch on to the nearest planet. Mm. You don't need a lot of, you just need arms and teeth. Yeah, you have to be very adaptable and all mm-hmm. you need just really is like the ability to climb, run, bite, yep. and breathe. Yep, that's <laughs> That's it. really it. Uh, here's Cornish's little quote on it. Uh, quote, Lots of CGI monsters are obsessed with surface detail and making everything super realistic, mm. which is weird to me when <laughs> aliens aren't necessarily real. To strive to make them realistic seems a little bit odd to me. So the only CG... Subtweet. Yeah. Like, like specific directors I'm thinking of. Uh, the only real uh, CG that gets used on the monsters is it's used to enhance their opaqueness. Because sure. all the monsters are just people in suits. Yeah. yeah. You, you think that must be the case, but then the way that they, like, the way that they run doesn't make mm. sense to me. It's it's, uh, it's very well done. So well done. The they're in um, gorilla suits that are like made up to be. More sure. But if uh, for those that have seen the the Planet of the Apes, the recent ones of them, mm. uh, any of the behind the scenes things, the the people running as apes have these like extenders that they grip for their front. Forearm. Oh sure, so that their shoulders are higher than their hips. Yeah, and so that they're that. they're l- after CG is done, their their um, arms appear to be way longer. In front. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Exact same thing here. Okay, that makes a lot more sense, because I'm like, I just don't, I can't picture, I try, and I can't picture a human in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, like, the the movement coach, or, I don't think he was actually oh, yeah. one of the suits, was, no, worked on the Planet of the Apes, Terry yeah, Notary. Yeah, Terry Notary. Yeah. yeah. So, like, exact same idea with these. But, the, sure. like, the Planet of the Apes stuff is done to make it seem more organic and terrestrial, and it's done <laughs> for the opposite reasons here, yeah. to be like, that's weird. You have never... That's such an interesting point, though, that that Joe Cornish quote of, like, you're trying to make it look real. What is the point of that? What is the point of normal... Yeah. Not normalizing. What is the point... Let's normalize freaky normalize gorilla aliens. wolf motherfuckers. What, what's the point of trying to make it look recognizable and grounded? And Like, this isn't something you would have ever seen, so it doesn't matter if you yeah. recognize it. It's fine. All you need to recognize is that, like... It really just like threat analysis. It has teeth, yeah. yeah. Just hit that monkey part of your brain of like big teeth, fast. Yeah. Oh god. And it's screaming at me. It has a very annoying scream. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which they're all blind, so it's good sounding, sounding off. Sure. You can hear sure. Each other long distances. <laughs> you don't seem convinced. <laughs> uh, I feel like it just seems like an over, uh, like it would overwhelm their tracking to all be screaming high pitched at the same time. <laughs> I'm not Bats telling the it. aliens how to how to run their life. Bats do it. They scream. Yeah. Bats scream. Bats scream. Okay. Does it ever like? Do bats ever get confused because they pick up other bats' echolocation? No, they all know their own voices. That's fucked up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. I'll I'll take that. Yes. All the aliens. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were asking if I had a game this week. I don't have one. Uh, this was it. <laughs> this was it. Convince me that the aliens are real <laughs> and well-designed. I'll allow it. Speaking as, of well-designed. As they say. Sorry, allow. I'm the interrupting one now. Uh, <laughs> I love that I interrupted you and you were like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for interrupting. <laughs> I'll get better at it, I promise. Uh, Continue. They did, uh, they did the aliens thing in this. There's only two... They only made up two suits. Oh, right. every shot you see where there's more than two of them, it's either an additional puppet that's just kind of like... Sure, popping yeah. Its head. But more often it is... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, like overlay. Like they get... Oh. Okay, let's do the shot with two of the monsters running. Yeah. Okay, same shot. But just uh, a couple of paces behind. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. So like the slow mo John Boyega yeah. is. There's only two what? there. Yeah, but it looks. It so looks like good. a like a just roiling like just an avalanche of these creatures yeah. coming out of. Out. Oh, that's so cool. You, it's not noticeable at all. I not feel at like all. the more yeah. the more you have to prove that you spent money on the effects, <laughs> the less good they look. Yeah. yeah. The less they hold up. Don't draw attention. Don't draw no, attention to it. No. Exactly. Yeah. Just make it fade into the background. That's what it's all about. I love that we're coming up with these, like, you know, movies would be good if they just did this. <laughs> never having set foot on a set in our lives. And I never will. Ta-da! That's my promise to you. <laughs> I will never make a movie. <laughs> I know we promised to make a final sacrifice a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, that's true. But, uh... Oh, God damn it! yeah. <laughs> and uh, The Shining, but with Tangerine Dream. Oh, yeah, stuff. that's right. <laughs> I forgot about our to-do list. We'll get to it. Oops. Fine, please continue. I will. I do, like, just the last thing on the monsters, um... One thing that they weren't expecting, the kids were legitimately scared of the suits. Oh. Like, a lot of their reactions are just, like, first take things of, like, oh, yeah, that would... <laughs> oh, shit. Like, because the mouths even are real. Like, all the stuff that's happening with the that mouths. That I'm not shocked. Yeah. You can you can tell. It was, like, a servo motor system. Oh, weird. Yeah. That, like... Yep, it looks like it. Yeah. It's, it's a very... I would be upset, too. Yeah, it just... Yeah. It's the threat analysis thing, right? Where you think, oh, I'm looking at the eyes. And then the eyes just split open and there's more teeth. And you're like, oh, I have to redirect. I don't know. I, I don't know. What I can't analyze this. I'm frying. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. As the costume designer, you have to a little bit be oh, like, oh, Be so yeah. proud. <laughs> Even better, I don't, this probably is never the case. But like, if you're the person who designed the costume and you're in the suit, that would just be the perfect, yes. like, yeah. <laughs> the fear on the children. <laughs> this is the dumbest analogy possible, but I guess the, the newest It movie. The newest... Um, no, I said it that way so you couldn't <laughs> fuck with me. Okay, yeah, sorry, go on. The newest, the newest Stephen King's It. Um, uh, I forget his name. Bill Skarsgård? One of the Skarsgård. Whoever the clown is now. Clown Skarsgård. Clown Skarsgård. He does interviews where he's like, yeah, I had a lot of fun fucking with them. I tried to be as aggressively frightening as possible and not let up. They would call cut and I would keep doing it. And I made one of them cry once and it was great. <laughs> you are not... Should not be allowed near children. Damn you, Clown Skarsgård. <laughs> Clown Skarsgård! Anyway, I can, I can imagine, yeah, just getting a kick out of like, hey, it's working. It's working. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Bless. Yeah. Uh, so just to round out, got um, some fun quotes from Mr. Cornish after it premiered. Yes. Uh, he, this is one of those movies that like, not a big profile going in, but afterwards it was like the hit of... It's premiere, mm. kind of, not like the hit, but like big enough that people are like, hey, we got to hey, talk to this guy. check this out, yeah. So uh, some quotes about specifically his idea going into this. 
Uh, quote, I'm just interested in action and character development through action. I am not interested in long dialogue scenes. <laughs> That's what I enjoy in film, visual storytelling, action, movement, people doing things, showing who you are by their actions and choices rather than by their words. Which, he's Solid. just describing show instead of tell, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing when you... Like, the movie was written with such a mind to, oh, the dialogue is just whatever the kids say to each other. Yeah, yeah. That, like, There's no beats that we have to, like, write out. Yeah, that it will yeah. all be done either visually or, like, one or two key lines and that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, we're so, I don't know, action movies now, mm. at least blockbustery ones, it's, you can tell that the parts that are like so wordy and so dialogue-y. <laughs> like all the action isn't there to actually storytell. It's yeah. to justify the budget or it's to like showcase yeah. how much someone worked out for six months beforehand. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with the story. And I know this is a trite, oh, hot take, like blockbusters, but it, it it's not there. It, I don't feel like a story is being told when I watch yeah. those movies. Which is why you're I, speaking personally, that's just where like, oh, the action scene is on. My brain now turns off forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exception, of course, being my Hong Kong action movies that I love. Well, sure. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Hollywood blockbusters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the slang stuff already, but here's what mm. Mr. Cornish has to say about this. Uh, we made a particular effort to make this film accessible to foreign audiences and British audiences who aren't necessarily familiar with this type of language. <laughs> we use a limited vocabulary of about 10 to 15 words that are used repeatedly in different contexts. So the film is designed to teach you the language as you watch through context. Oh, so true. Yeah. You do get much more like, yeah, I got this. And he, he I don't have the exact quote because it was very meandering, but he specifically was like, yeah, I just watched how Clockwork Orange starts, like the first 20 minutes. And <laughs> That's such a, yeah. That was just like oh yeah if you can understand that uh then we can do this yeah uh, if you can read a clockwork orange you can yeah. you can watch a south london movie <laughs> full of slang uh and he finished this up by saying we're sci-fi enthusiasts we know what navi is we know what klingon is we know where bespin is we know what hoth is we know what dilithium crystals are we can handle <laughs> the tiniest bit of street slang <laughs> we can handle bear yeah. it's fine bear, yeah. <laughs> bear allow it yeah I do, I do love that. There's a lot of like, you know, teachers like learn to pronounce your students' names right, especially if they're not Anglo-Saxon names. Mm. <laughs> like, if you can, if you can spell and pronounce Tchaikovsky, you're <laughs> fine. You can do anything. Yeah. Oh man, and I, I can, that. I can spell. And I it. can. Yeah, we went to music school <laughs> yeah, for like ten years though. Don't tell them the whiteboard. We're not cool. <laughs> Excuse me. It's very cool to do one thing for ten years and. Then That's stop. it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mentioned that it premiered. Um, it premiered at South by Southwest, which is yes. you know, film festival. Hurrah! Uh, but Cornish about the premiere quote: "I couldn't sit in the theater. I was way too nervous. It was Aww. too surreal and too weird to have this sort of handcrafted passion project." Uh, that he later went on to say, like, he's been writing this movie in his head for, like, 15 years. Oh, so, God. Like, yeah. yeah, Jesus. Uh, this uh, passion project and spooling in front of all these strangers in a foreign country, it was just too strange. Aww. I went outside the door, and I just sat on the floor, perched in the fetal position, listening to the audience. <laughs> I remember hearing them laugh for the first time and start to react to the movie. And then at the end, when Moses did this hero run down the corridor, pursued by the aliens, I heard people whooping and cheering. Oh, yes. I guess that was when I realized they were actually digging it. <laughs> So like, that's a movie on its own. Yeah. It's just Joe Cornish. 
waiting outside the theater. That's what I want. Premiere. Instead of commentary, I want the reverse of yeah. it, where you're hearing the movie and just watching Joe Cornish react to the premiere. Yes. Anti-commentary on all. <laughs> oh God. Oh wait, that's just a reaction video. Oh but fuck. No. No. Well, let's get on YouTube. Oh, we're pivoting to video. <laughs> See you never. My jobs. <laughs> Guess I have to learn the code. Sweet American jobs. Uh, oh. And the last quote I have I is uh, uh, people were asking him to sum up the movie, and he just said, "Quote: The whole point of this movie is to show that these kids are, to a greater or lesser extent, products of their environment." Solid. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So he is firmly in the nurture camp, not the nature camp. Ah, yes, very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Aw. What a wholesome that. and also badass movie! It's hard. To, it's hard to do both. I love it so much. It's so good. God, it's such a little gem. I'm sure everybody has a movie that they think of when in this attitude of like, you remember it so fondly, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna go back and watch it. It can't be as good as I remember it being. Right. This is always better than I remember it being <laughs> every time. It's never not a good time to watch. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I got for us today on that. Uh, what's I love that. What's your big takeaway on Attack the Blocks? I mean, the the big one I feel like is is that is you know you can only do as you can only be expected to do as well as your environment permits. Mm. Um, it's it's hard to there's no intrinsic good or bad in yeah. people. It it is like what um, what do you allow them to be? And mm. you know. Yeah, I I I like it a lot for the social commentary and also for the the monster design and like this kind of parallel thing of yes, the the aliens are scary and black and they're invading your neighborhood. Does this <laughs> get, sound familiar UK media? <laughs> and, you know, to a certain extent obviously the gang is not the aliens, but to a certain extent it is. Like no one no one thinks the aliens are evil. They no. just need food and shelter. And that's yeah. it. Like, there's never any question of, like, moral rightness for the aliens, you know? Yeah. And yet we can't extend that same consideration to, like, your neighbors, the people who live in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah, just being like, okay, literally, like, just it's just Joe Cornish holding your face in front of the TV and going, look, look, they're people, mm. look. Look, they're kids. Which, you, know? you saying that makes me think of, that we've described John Carpenter that way with a lot of his movies, especially like they live True. or something. yeah. It's just, I'm picking up on the thing that I like when there is subtext, but also the director is like... Just yelling Smashing you. your face into the table yeah. that says, they're people too. Social commentary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all just trying our best. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So that's that's my big one, is just like, you can only do as, as well as you can do, um, and... You just need someone to, like, support you and, like, mm. give you a leg up. And, like, you know, it it feels in the beginning of the movie like Jodie Whittaker is going to, like, Sam is going to be the the main character. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but she's not. She's there to support and then, like, kind of get Moses off the hook at the end of the movie. Like, yeah. you know, that's, I, I like that as, as turnabout of, like, yeah, she, she learned a little bit, you yeah. know. Yeah, she got mugged and that was bad and wrong of them to do. Yeah. But it's by the end she's like, yes, I I have I have understood what happened here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Sweet. Yeah. That's that's my biggest takeaway. And then the yeah the the sci-fi allegory bit of like there's there's nothing intrinsically evil about about people. It's just mm. 
you just have to let them actually try their best and not like take opportunities away from them yeah, to try not their best. Yeah, hobble them as they're trying to. Yeah. Or holding, yeah, stuff against them, or, or like, yeah, just being aware of that not everybody's like you. Really? That, yeah. 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 They're just they're just different, or mm. you just might not have. You just don't know sometimes. Yeah. That's all. Sweet. Also, the aliens are cool. Big takeaway. That's aliens my are cool. Huge takeaway. <laughs> it is nice to see a like I, I'm gonna say contemporary. This is a ten year old movie, but I still keep it <laughs> yeah. contemporary. Modern movies. Or it's still like, oh, you can still surprise with like a design choice. It's just so like yeah. ah, movie yeah. magic. Movie magic. <laughs> oh, I th- I have one more thing. Sorry, yeah. too. The the like you just have to give people space to be their best. Um this idea of like, oh, if they really stepped up and like, like this gang wiped out invaders from space, like that is far above and beyond, you know, the idea that people can still make crazy sacrifices and, mm. and just absolutely decimate expectations, even when, like, <laughs> if anything, they're, they're better than you thought they could be. And I like that too, for like, it's a dig at the cops overall, just to like a real... Yeah, these fucking kids did all this stuff while the cops were just, like, sitting on their hands. Yeah. I mean, getting murdered, but still. Yeah, but, like... (laughs) Not smart enough to know to run away. Not smart enough, and also not smart enough to act in any purposeful way. Like, the subtext there to me is, like, they're not doing anything, because they're like, uh, these types in this part of the city, like, it's that type of thing. Well, yeah, you can definitely, you can imagine fairly easily the response at the, like, from the dispatchers or whatever, of like, Mm. well, it's Wyndham Tower, like, maybe don't go out there. Well, no, what does Sam say? Um, She did call the cops after she got mugged, and they were like, well, it's the busiest night of the year, so. Yeah. Like, what are you talking, people are just setting off fireworks. (laughs) It's not busy for you, like. Yeah, they're taking care of noise complaints in the, the foofy parts of the city. Yes, ignoring exactly. alien invasions. They're in making the... <laughs> people comfortable in, yeah. in the ritzy parts of town. Yeah. Said it before and I'll say it again. All the best directors hate cops. It's really <laughs> astonishing how many of them fucking hate cops like, just across the board. Yeah, uh, It's the best. <laughs> anyway, so that, that part as well. Yeah. I like. I'm just nice. like, man, you can still step on someone's neck and they, they can still be fucking awesome. One thing I forgot to mention in my fun fact time, just as you mentioned, Wyndham Tower reminded me. The the tower itself doesn't exist. That's uh, that apartment doesn't exist. I figured. Exist. Yeah, yeah. it would be pretty weird if it did. <laughs> it's the only no, like that building. That physical building is a CG construction. Oh, I see. Um, okay. Yeah. So oh. like the I picked up and when we watched it this time, but like there's a few overhead shots that have like really nice edits into mm. on the street shots that like yeah. yeah they just fabricated that whole area oh, to make okay. it work for them, which is. Movie magic, fun. Uh, That's where the CG budget went. And yeah. then they were like, oh, fuck the aliens. <laughs> we put all oh, on no. a tenement building. We need to... <laughs> Take that money out of bricks. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and I've said pretty much all I have to say on, on okay. most of this. It's... Well, sum up. Okay. Sum up for I, me. I will then. Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, everything that this movie wants to say, it's saying out loud. I love it. Yep. Sure. The nature versus nurture and it being decidedly about nurture <laughs> and that some kids are really dealt a bad hand, a hand that's bad enough that the community actively, it's not that they don't foster growth, it's that they actively discourage growth Yeah. at every step. Don't step out of your life. Um, and like, yeah, it's no surprise that kids are going to come out with like identity crises and cynicism and hating everything. And like no viable path forward for them. And that they just want to lash out with destruction. Like, yeah, that's... Exactly. That's the only happen. thing that's ever yeah. gotten results for them. Yeah. And like 
giving them a fair chance, like obviously it is more complex than this, but like if you allow them a fair chance and to step up and be responsible for something, they will. Yeah, they want <laughs> to keep each other safe and the you know, they're yeah. proud of their neighborhood and like as soon as Moses understands what he's done, uh being the mugging, but also the monsters. Yes. Like the most. Uh, he decides to make it right. And it takes a little while to get there, and he has an internal crisis. He's very angry at first. Yeah. And you can see that becoming, like, if there wasn't a clear path forward to fix it, you, you just boil over and lash out. Yeah. 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 So that's 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 all I really Chilling got right on that. So yeah. good. Yeah, he really... He was, like doing a play nearby and read the script and he's like, yeah, this looks like fun. I'll try oh, it for damn. it. Oh, damn. All right. And now you're in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And the best. Um, yeah, so that's what we have to say on on Attack the Block at large. So now it's time to uh, pair another movie with us. Let's program a double bill with a marquee title if we feel like it. <laughs> I love that it's the marquee away. Has, yeah, it's become like, if I fucking feel like it. We'll see if you get one from me this week. <laughs> I had to put in so much work watching the movie. <laughs> oh, it's so much work. End of list. <laughs> <laughs> Think about cool movies. Oh, <laughs> you go first now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pair Attack the Block with another movie that's about like a community under siege, um, with like a ragtag group of defenders, Ooh. arguably you know criminals or like social outcasts. Um, who are trying to kind of see a way forward for themselves and, like, redeem themselves from the unfortunate situations of their past Mm. by sticking their neck out for others and, like, taking responsibility or whatever for something that was not caused by them. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to pair it with uh, Seven Samurai from 1966, (laughs) Um, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's the best. Yeah. And... All those things I just said. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we've got this in case somehow you are not yet familiar with Seven Samurai just as a concept. Pause right now and go watch it. Go take four hours and come back to us. Promise it's worth it. It is. Um, The main thing being, you know, the the main diversion where Attack the Block and Seven Samurai are not the same is there's... The samurai don't, or the ronin, don't live in the town they're Mm. protecting. Right. They're hired to protect that town. But the other similarities are enough that I was like, yeah, this is, this feels the same. Like, it has the same emotional core. Yeah, it has the same soul to it. Yeah. If if not the same plot beats. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A bit of historical context is, like, the, the time that Seven Samurai is set in is kind of the 1500s or so, which is some of the worst... Like, Ron is set during that. Throne of Blood is set during that. It's one of the bloodiest civil war periods in Japan. But it makes some of the best movies. Best goddamn, goddamn movies. Where the daimyo, the, the feudal lords, essentially, are just fighting each other and wiping each other out. And their soldiers are samurai. Hmm. So samurai are just... They're just, they belong to their lord or whatever. And when their lord dies, which happened a lot. A lot of death going around. a lot of lords and a lot of wars. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, the samurai would just become ronin and just be like, okay, well, now I'm just a sword for hire and I have no purpose. And But I was responsible for wiping out, like, often it would be, you know, you would, one daimyo would try and wipe out another's yeah. villages and crops and, like, murder innocents by the thousands. And just, like, so much blood spilled, they were really causing just, like, the collapse of the country yeah. in, in certain parts. And 
so you're sort of wandering around hmm. like man there's there's a lot of shit that I did in my past and like I wasn't exactly responsible for it but I did do it like my my I was I yeah. had no other option. That was my job. That was the only thing available to me was to be a samurai and to like murder peasants. Yeah, like it's still imprinted in you yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you carry that guilt. Yeah, you wiped out. Sorry, that's my ice. Um, you wiped out a lot of people. And so in that context for this village that's under siege from just bandits, which often the bandits were Ronin themselves yep. because they had no jobs. They I always had to... felt like the like chief, bandit chiefs yeah. were that. Yeah. yeah, that was often the case, right? They just, what else are you going to do? Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to do what I'm good at, which is rob villages and murder <laughs> people. Um, for them to, for first of all, for the village to be like, I trust you. This band of people who honestly might have murdered us if it came to it, if they were ordered to, they would do it. Yeah. For them to be like, we trust you. Please, mm. please help us. We believe in you. And for the Ronin to say, okay, yes, we have to like own up to our past mistakes and our past, you know, not all of them. We, we haven't all done horrible things, but we come from just very troubled backgrounds. Yeah. Toshiro Mufuni's character, especially. Kikuchio mm -hmm. is just like he he's like the props and mayhem in this situation where he's <laughs> yes, just a guy is. like take me with you take me with you I'm I'm strong I'm brave <laughs> I can do it I, I can, can help. do it you believe in me right <laughs> and yeah they just get to like they stick their necks out for you know for this community that hired them yeah. and some of them do die in the process and yeah. They don't have to there's nothing that says they have to protect this village or redeem themselves or anything but they were they were asked to step up and they decided to step up and like yeah it's move abo above and beyond the the stuff from their past. That's such a good parent because it yeah it's about the group that is choosing to rescue the larger community yeah. that hates them. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> and you could easily just like hates them and is afraid of them is kind yeah. of a thing. Like you are putting your body and life on the line for people that do not like you. Hmm. And as soon as, like, there's a line at the end of Seven Samurai where it's, like, four of us died. Like, the and the farmers are already back in the fields. And yeah. he's, like, yeah, they're going to forget about us. They're going to forget this happened. But yeah. they're safe now. Yeah. And, like, oh, I'm getting a little choked up thinking about Seven Samurai. But, like, it is, it is the emotional core of the movie. To me, it's the same as people being, like, I have a social responsibility. I'm going to step up. Hmm. Rad. Oh man, that's great. I love that. <laughs> and there's a, there's like a, it's not slow motion in Seven Samurai, but there is a charge. <laughs> there's, you know, where they're drawing the, the antagonists into the village to mm -hmm. like waylay them. So that's your slow mo cool music, uh, run from the the monsters at the Sweet. end. Yeah, that's great. Oh man. And I do not have a double bill name for it. So I'll think about it. I do want to double bill it because I feel like there's potential there. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's going to be my two. Sweet. And I think I will, I feel like I should put Attack the Block first. Really? Okay. I don't know. Could this I... is a hard one to double bill because it is <laughs> a four hour movie. Oh, you know what I think would be fun? What? You do, because there's an intermission in Seven Samurai. Yeah, right. You do the first part, <laughs> then watch Attack the Block, and then you watch there. the second yeah. part. Yeah, all right, sure, let's do that. Just get a little, like, get jazzed up on cool music. Because basically minutes. the third part is just the siege. Mm -hmm. Or the third part. The the second part of... I've already got it, like, the first part of Seven Samurai, the second part is Attack is the Block. Attack the Block, uh, as Kurosawa intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's sure. basically the siege, yeah. 
it is. It's the setup and then the the fallout. Yeah. Good shit. I like that a lot. You know what Thank I you. thought you were describing at first? Yeah, I can't remember the year on this. I thought you were describing, I can't remember what country it's from, uh, Baccarat? That... Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. I didn't think about that till now either. God but... damn it. So there's a bonus other movie. Baccarat is very cool and you should watch it. Yeah. And I don't, the... Baccarat is hard to talk about without spoiling it. It's yeah. from, what is it? Like, from Brazil? Yeah, I it's South it's American Brazilian. of yeah. some kind, yeah. And from like late 2015. Oh yeah, like it was just recent. Yeah. 2019, something like that. Oh, that's cool. That is that's cool. cool too. I well, like now that. I wish I picked that one. but <laughs> You still have time. <laughs> no, I'm going to present on the homework I did. Very uh, good. <laughs> Show your work, please. So I was talking about how mine, it's really just, I see this as the fallout of bad nurture, you know? Yes, sure. Be yeah. it the individual, like family unit nurture or the societal nurture of youth and all that. Mm -hmm. So I would love to pair this with another movie that's about just like very poorly nurtured youths. And that is uh, 1959's The 400 Blows by Francois Truffaut. (laughs) Man, we went arty as hell on this. Yeah, I wanted to go as far off because like even Joe Cornish is like, it's just a genre movie. It's like meant to be a time capsule of its moments. Sure. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Delightful. Yeah. So I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to pair it with something that is just like nice. so far to the extreme and like Forward Blows is a drama. Like it's about exactly the child who is vaguely autobiographical, if I remember right. Oh uh, yeah. To Mr. Well, Truffaut. Like they didn't go as far as naming the kid Francois, yeah. but like yeah, if you look into it, it's which I'm just going to read a little bit of like synopsis stuff because like 400 Blows is absolutely worth your time as well. For an sure. artistic movie uh, of its time, it's eminently watchable. Like it feels definitely like it's only 100 minutes, so not even that much longer than Attack the Block. Yeah. <laughs> um, but considering the subject matter, it's a very easy watch, weirdly. Yeah. yeah. So a uh, little bit of synopsis for young Parisian boy Antoine Douanel. Life is one difficult situation after another. <laughs> Surrounded by inconsiderate adults, including his nege- neglectful parents, Antoine spends his days with his best friend René, trying to plan for a better life. When one of their schemes goes awry, Antoine ends up in trouble with the law, leading to more conflicts with unsympathetic authority figures. Yeah. Which I wanted to read that whole thing because, like, you change some proper nouns around, it just sounds like a description of Attack the Block without describing the aliens. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, instead of, like, stealing a typewriter, they accidentally bring an alien. Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're left with that responsibility. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just you the, fucked up. How are you going to fix it? And that's exactly it. It's the onus is placed on the children to fix it that nobody else mm, is stepping in to true. be like, you know what? We did wrong. Like, we'll support you. Yeah. Attack the Block has a happy, well, it's not even that happy. It still gets arrested. But the happier ending of Samantha Some comes justifi- yeah. to bat for him. Yes. Um, Whereas, the neighborhood turns out for him, and yeah. Yeah, whereas Antoine is, like, trying his best as he knows how to try in his, the situation he's dealt, but it's all on him. Like, the parents don't accept any of the blame. The school doesn't accept any of the blame. No, like, and you never see anything from the adult's point of view. It is exclusively yeah. from his point of view, and it, he's just baffled. Like, why is this happening to me? Why yeah. are people treating me like this? What could I possibly be doing about this? Yeah, and, like, it just... It gives you this feeling of, oh, I didn't do the arbitrary rule right that I didn't know about. And no one will tell me why. Yeah, yeah. The, it's that thing. So nice, yeah. That's what I'm parenting. But about. very French. So instead French. Of, yeah. 
these little kids are smoking cigarettes. Yeah. They got they got <laughs> turtleneck sweaters. Sweaters. <laughs> like picture a French film and just like jack it up to eleven. I don't that's... I don't remember any berets. That's the only thing I would say. But I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> They're lurking. Yeah. Berets <laughs> off camera. <laughs> Background berets. Yeah. Nice. So that's what I'm Aww. doing with mine. Yeah. That's such a like raw emotional pairing too of like oh these poor fucking kids. Yeah. Like. God damn it. Just makes you angry for them. Yeah, I know. And Attack the Block is like a much, it's it's just, like I said, a genre movie. And it's not meant to be as emotional in a way. Like, 400 Blows is very, no. it's it's French New Wave. So it's it's presented very starkly. It's not about be, getting you emotional. Yeah. Um, but it still very much does. And Attack the Block, it's, I'm not saying Attack the Block is in the style of the French New Wave. But it is, it <laughs> but is I'm just not, like not saying that. laying shit out there. And you have like one scene that does purposefully try to bring the emotion into it with uh, Jodie Whittaker wandering around John Boyega's apartment. Yeah. But like, outside of that, it is just like, here's all the facts. You think what you want. We're yeah. just going to show aliens. <laughs> it feels like both movies are four kids in that way. Yeah. Or like four actually. younger people where like. Oh, I'm so elderly. I'm so <laughs> younger people without a trace of irony. We're talking about like 10 to 15 year olds. It's okay. All right. They're young. Yeah. Yes, that's fair. If you were um, talking about 20 year olds, I'd, I'd get on your ass. <laughs> <about it. laughs> um, where, yeah, the, the Attack the Block feels like a, like it's really there to make kids feel good. Yeah. Like, hey, you could do awesome things. And make them feel recognized. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's for them. It's, it's, it's meant to make them feel good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's all from their perspective. And I'm calling this The Lost Boys. Oh, <laughs> nice. A little confusing, but I'll take it. <laughs> Allow it. Uh, We're allowing a lot of stuff this week. I love oh. it. All right. And I'm going to go, you watch French uh, 400 Blows first, just because, you know, it's much more thought-provoking and all that, and then sure. Attack the Block is just to blow off your steam afterward. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be dramatic, and I'm going to call my mm. double bill stand-up. Oh. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> comedy. We're talking about comedy? Yeah. Stand-up comedy? <laughs> What's the deal with these aliens? <laughs> it's the best uh, Jerry Seinfeld voice you're going to get out of me. And it's, I think, perfect. Um, oh, you had threatened to, to no bust notes. out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, how? so, you know, we were chatting before this, like, so how, what percentage do you think of the podcast should we do in the South London accent? And I kiboshed that idea immediately. <laughs> immediately said no and walked away from the conversation. <laughs> Um, it would be, it would somehow st be racist for me to do it, yeah. even though South London is not a race of people. It would still be that. Yep. It would be some kind of crime. <laughs> yeah, it would be a hate crime in general for me to try that. So you're safe today, South Londoners. Watch yourselves. <laughs> on thin ice. Actually, yeah, you are on thin ice, South London. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, just in general. Just fucking smarten up. Sorry to any South London listeners. We we do love you. We love you, yes. You produced, you got to attack the blocks. How, how, how could we not love you? Yeah, That's we're true. never going to be mad at you. It's um, okay. But with that, I think uh, we're wrapped up for another week. Um, that was delightful. I really yeah. enjoyed talking about that movie. And honestly, like, couldn't recommend this movie enough. Oh my God. It's Watch Attack the Blocks, please. So fun. And I like that it came out about the same time as The Raid Redemption, I think. Yeah. Which is just like chaos in apartment buildings. Yes. Just very like when parkour was big and mm. also stabbing. <laughs> big stabbing parkour energy. Big stabbing tenements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we're doing. Um, yeah. yeah. You can find us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, Aaron, where can people find you online? If they would like to, they can find me at Macklebase on Twitter, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. Um, we we also, on Instagram, we like to do our now watching oh, and yeah. talk about, you know, over the course of the week. So please feel free to recommend any movies that we should watch and do or even just pair with stuff. We yeah. like it. so Go watch Attack the block and let us know uh, what you'd what you'd pair with it if it would be Japanese or French. Is, <laughs> those are your options. Those are your two choices. Uh, Take them or leave them. And you can find me at Dick Arnavis on Twitter. That's D I C K R N A V I S. Uh, and I just mostly post about environmental stuff these days. That's true. Um, Palette cleanser. Yeah. Uh, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice to get more people to find the show. We would love to have them join us. Yes. Uh, and speaking of joining us. I hope that you'll do just that next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all.